Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, pop culture, and makeup brands made to feel good in. Thank you for joining. My name is Luz Corona. I'm community editor at Adweek. Joining me in co-hosting duties is Emmy Lederman. Emmy, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me here. And thank you for joining once again. We are recording from the Marketing Vanguard Podcast Lounge, cushy setup over here. And our guest today is Katie Welch, CMO of Rare Beauty. Katie. Hi. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes. And you did. You long time a, listener. Long time. I am. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. Um, you did amazing up Thanks. there. Both of you did in your session. Um, you. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about a little bit more about Rare Beauty. So for some background, I'm sure everybody knows, but this is Selena Gomez's uh, makeup brand. And Katie, you touched on this a little bit, just about the mantra. And it's really more around like mental health and it's makeup made to feel good in, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about like how that's the pillar of everything you do? Yeah, we say it's, uh, we say that rare beauty is makeup made to feel good in without hiding what makes you unique. And as if you, if you were to sort of break that apart, um, the makeup, it feels good because from a product standpoint, lightweight, easy to use formulas, not intimidating, uh, the product names themselves are positive in nature, and so those feel good when you when you read it. But then also, a percentage of sales of every Rare Beauty product goes to the Rare Impact Fund, which is a fund that we started before the brand even launched at Sephora uh, to raise funds for mental health. And so a percentage, because we feel good because it goes to the Rare Impact Fund. And then when we think about without hiding what makes you unique, the brand is all about celebrating our community, listening, hearing, seeing, valuing our community and celebrating what makes them rare. Love that. And, um, you know, I think that it's so important. And also Selena Gomez, she announced a Rare Impact Fund benefit, right? And that's coming up. Is that like the first time you guys have done first something First time like we're that? doing this. Wow. Yeah, so, not, so we created the fund and not only do a uh, percentage of sales will go to the fund, but we also do traditional um, uh, fundraising. So whether that's through philanthropic efforts with uh, in, through individuals or foundations, and then this is our first true fundraiser. Yeah. And I know that, you know, mental health being at the core of your brand purpose, and, and we were talking about on our panel, the fact that there are so many celebrity brands out there. I feel like, you know, when, when celebrity brands were at like their heyday, it would be, you really felt like Jennifer Lopez was like in the lab making the perfume. (laughs) And now you're like, okay, I don't know if this person is like actually interested or they're just like adding something to like their long list of like duties and and brands. Um, So would love to hear about, I feel like Selena kind of has proven that she's a strong mental health advocate with like her own organizations and the documentary that just came out and um, in what ways is she like kind of ideating in in that realm and, and for rare beauty in general? Well, Selena, you know, first she's the real deal. She is 
she wanted to create Rare Beauty to help break down standards of perfection within the beauty industry, and then to create a company that makes a difference, uh, that, that's some, something that's actually made an impact beyond beauty, beauty and beyond. And with that, then, of course, is Rare Impact, which is our signature social impact initiative that the brand started, which is the fund that we just talked about, um, as well as educating our community and connecting our community. So I, I think when we first, I joined the brand in 2019, we launched in 2020, and when I first met with Selena, she, she didn't set out to start a celebrity beauty brand. She really wanted to use her platform for good, and the way to do that was through, through this company that she chose to build. Yeah, yeah. And you, you talk about having this impact fund that um, you kind of outsource, and you have mental health experts help you with yes. your messaging. And I know that you said that the the um, kind of infographics about like here ways to manage your mental health ha have like just as many shares yeah. as the beauty That's like the beauty. the typical beauty um, posts about your product. So is that something that you expected? No, not well. Mm, I I think we hoped. We yeah. hoped. We just didn't know. So when we thought about how can a brand really make an impact within mental health. How can you? We're a, we're a beauty brand. Like we're not going to pretend that we can solve something, but we could certainly, as we, as we listened to our community and heard from them and they said, we need, we want to be connected to trusted resources. So we saw the brand could be, could be that connection point, whether it's the conduit to those trusted resources or even the connection to one another. You do, I, we read research around Gen Z and that they are the loneliest generation. And so if this brand can not only educate around mental health, so when we do that, um, to, to your point, Emmy, what you were just saying. So if we do that around connecting them to these trusted resources, we knew that we were a beauty company. We can't, we can't put out some of this information directly. That's, that would be irresponsible. It's not us to tell our community this. But instead, we created the Rare Beauty Mental Health Council, and that's comprised of 15 to 20 or so people who are in mental health and nonprofit in the medical field, all of whom help advise us on our strategy and help us co-create content so that you are able to, so we can then directly impact our community and educate them, and then they, they do save it down. So when we would see that the Instagram content would uh, be saved just as much as the beauty routine, it makes you happy because you're like, God, it's working. We're not just doing this just because, but we're doing it because they really, that's what the community wanted to see and what they wanted to hear. And then as part of the connection part, the thing that's really, I think that, I don't know, maybe surprised me the most about everything with Rare Beauty is how much this community that we have fostered and, and grown, how much they've gotten close to one another. And we started and we were building this brand in COVID and obviously we we're all home and in quarantine and we would do Zoom calls with the community. And I saw that we, we, we chose to, to get to know the community, we wanted to hear from them directly. And so we got to know the community. So the brand, the individuals, that, you know, my team members, we all got to know the community. But then I saw the community getting to know one another. So they would meet on these Zoom calls and then you would see them, you see comments together in Instagram and then we started to do in-person events. And then I would see people show up together that are friends. And I'm like, God, this brand actually created connection. So if someone's feeling like they haven't found their people, their peeps, yeah. their person, yeah. and if they're able to make a, 
one friend, if two people were able to make friends from this brand, then I feel like we're doing our job. And it's something that we talked about. And you know, we're marketers. We do PowerPoints out the wazoo. I love PowerPoint. <laughs> Think in PowerPoint. And I remember writing, like, if okay, if this brand can create this community of connection and we can be all about connection, I remember typing it. But then I, I saw it happen. It happened. And that blew my mind. We did a, a, a Rare Beauty Mental Health Summit to kick off May Mental Health Month last year, this year. What year is it? Where are we? 2023, May 23. <laughs> Where are we? Where Great are question. we? What's happening? Um, we did a mental health summit. And the whole day I was just blown away because people were showing up with their friends. And I knew, and they knew, they knew us. They knew my team. They, they knew, hi, Judith. Hi, Janessa. Like they, they knew one another and they knew each other. And then I, I got up at the end to say thank you for the day. And my team was so great, gracious to allow me to say thanks to everyone. I cried. I cried. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. But I, I was just so struck. And I said, oh, my God, that's what we set out to do when we did it. Yeah. It's not bullshit. It's real. Yeah. You're going to make me tear me up. Away. Because, yeah, because I just hear the passion in your voice and you really are touched by like what you saw. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you, you put especially, I, I would assume everyone listening is, is, a, is, is a marketer and, and we put so much time. We, you work so hard. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you put so much time and energy into everything that you do and you really want it to all work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you nothing is perfect. Right. You know, stuff goes wrong, of course, but when it does happen, and it's like what you set out to do, you really blew me away. Yeah. And I think that's the dream, honestly, for all marketers is to feel like your work is really like, you know, having yeah. a purpose and, you know, changing lives. Yeah. And it's not just a TV yeah. spot, you know? No. And it's still makeup. Yeah. But that's what I like. Yeah. I love makeup. <laughs> and the fact that makeup can be this tool to bring people together and to create friendships and to have this pot, to create this positive environment to really, I mean, we said, again, back to like, you, typed it out, that we wanted to ignite positive conversations around uh, self-worth and and mental health, and we did it. It's nice. It's huge. It's huge. You know, one thing that really, um, it's another beautiful part of this, is in the Hispanic and Latinx culture, you know, mental health, there's very taboo around it, older generations. You know, I feel like now... There's more conversations because of celebrities like Selena Gomez bringing this into the community and just kind of normalizing it a little bit. Um, I want to talk to you about and I want to ask you, uh, this is the Hispanic and Latinx community. You guys are actually kind of speaking to them year round, right, with bilingual videos. I feel. Can you t- yes. tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, we uh, so, so we create all of our content in-house. Our social team is uh, top-notch. I, I proudly say I think they're top-notch. And, and as we got to understand who our community was, as we get to know our community, with that we understood that uh, it's a, a Latine uh, index high, like that, that that is who our community is, or many, many of whom are part of our community. And um, we empowered one of our team members, Emily, to create content in Spanish. Well, there's two, actually. I take that back. We've been doing... Uh, Spanish language content in makeup tutorials for a while since since the beginning. Um, what our global stylist Cynthia DeMeo, um, she is of uh, Hispanic descent, and she speaks Spanish. And she did she does incredible content. And we did a campaign last year around Hispanic Heritage Month called 
um, what are you made of with the agency, uh, Zola Darton's agency word. Uh, it stands for We Open Real Doors. And that was an incredible campaign. It, it's, it's on YouTube now. We, we loved it so much. Um, but then this year, so not only we do stuff all year long, and our, it really took off on TikTok. So Emily creates content, and we share it to Reels as well, uh, but it's really beautiful content that's sort of sometimes heartfelt, sometimes humorous, yeah. but all uh, culturally relevant, and that's thanks to the team. Yeah. It's not from my direction. It's from the team's insights and really empowering them to post what feels right for the brand. I think because the most important part is that they understand what Rare Beauty stands for and what we're all about, and then you can sort of let your team go. Yep. You trust them. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yep. 100%. Um, and we're about to launch a campaign uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month. And it was inspired by our team. We had a brainstorm in the office and of uh, all of our, our Latina employees, not all women, there were so Latina employees. Yeah. Uh, and we just brainstormed and we talked about makeup and we talked about beauty and we talked about what it's like to grow up um, with this heritage and really beautiful stories came out and we heard stories around uh beauty advice and that sort of evolved then not just from beauty advice but then to life advice and how beauty advice is sort of this one this moment it's a moment of connection where you could share a lipstick but that it's not just about oh here's a great lipstick but instead it's it's words of wisdom whether it's from you to your grandmother, or your grandmother to you, or you to your best friend, or to whomever, that it's 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 a it's a pretty special moment. And so from there, it it became this idea of consejos, rare consejos. And one of the stories in particular from Kate, who is a a woman on our sales team, international retail marketing coordinator, she said some advice that her grandmother said to her was sin miedo con... Oh, first of all, and I apologize. I do not speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, but it's sin miedo con confianza. Sin miedo con confianza. That was great. Thank you. You did that. Thanks. Um, and it's without fear, with confidence. Yes. And how much... And that resonated so much with everyone. And we talked about like what that means to, to show up, to take up space, to have a voice. And, just, and so from that, uh, it sparked all these ideas. Mm -hmm. All these ideas, the whole team, we had all these ideas. And so what we're launching is a, is, an, uh, is a new original content series called Rare Consejos, the first one talking about uh, without fear, with confidence. So all of our team members sharing how they show up without fear, with confidence. Um, and we filmed it in our, we recently opened Rare Beauty Studios uh, where we filmed the content internally. And it's just, it was the most magical day being with your team hearing all these wonderful stories and then putting together these beautiful pieces that we're able to celebrate um, their heritage and their themselves as members of the Rare Beauty team. That's so great. And, uh, you know, I'm as you're, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking of the advice my grandma gave me, um, you know, so I think it's just so relatable and something we've heard a lot about at Brand Week is like communicating, but like engaging with the Hispanic and Latinx audience, which I think like you guys by touching on the generational part, the multi-generational part, that is that's spot on. Spot the, on. The other thing, the other part of so coming up with the 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 rare consejos idea was was a few weeks 
um, in the making, you know, you know, we brainstorm ideas, lots of conversation back and forth. And then Emily on my team, uh, came, she, she had just filmed a TikTok with her grandmother and in Spanish, and it was so beautiful and it got tons of engagement. People loved it. Wow. We, so we were like, oh, so sweet, so touched. But then one of the comments, a lot of the comments actually talked about once something is abuela approved, mm-hmm. that's like it. Yes. Like it means so much. So so that helped to sort of continue to talk about as, as we sort of evolved and talked about what this consejos mean and what that moment of connection that really deepened our, our brainstorm around uh, that beauty recommendation that it's so much more and this the sort of generational beauty recommendations, whether it's from granddaughter to grandmother or grandmother to granddaughter or whomever. Uh, so it all stemmed from really, to your point, to listening and to, to, to hearing it. Had we not done all of this content thus far, maybe we would not have been so well informed. Had I not, had we not listened to our team, we would certainly wouldn't be so well informed. Um, but I think, you know, we throw around, as marketers throw around the word authenticity more than anything else these days. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's important. Don't we know it. Don't we know it. Take a shot every Take time. Take a shot every time. Uh, but it's true. Like, you have to be authentic. You throw it around because I think we throw it around so much because we know how important it is. But maybe people don't take the time to figure out what that really means for your individual brand. Yeah. I feel like there are certain brands, too, that don't even necessarily need to say it. Like, they just, like, prove it with yeah. their content. And, so like, typically true. that's the most powerful people that, like, you know, as journalists and as reporters, like, will want to yeah. latch on to people that are like, I don't even have to say it because just, like, look at the work. So Yeah. I but think. they know, you know, it's still important. You yeah. know you have to do it, and you have to come back to like, like what is your what is your reason for being? And you know what? Maybe it's it doesn't have to be something so deep. Also, right? Mm. I'm not going to assume what another brand's authenticity is. Yeah, but we know what ours is, and and we we show up and we're real with our community, and so that's what we try to do in social. Mm-hmm. And it helps when it's all internal. Yeah, it's yeah. easier that and, way. And just I think sorry that agency. No, 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 no. That's a great point. Um, and the fact that you have like internal uh, employees, other than like it would be easy for Selena Gomez to just be like the face of the brand, and right. you don't actually know like everyone else is kind of like behind the scenes. And you even said at events like people will recognize like people on your staff the team, and yeah. also you it's cool. because you have. You know, like this TikTok following, which it's just Katie Welch, right? You yeah. you like, always get mad when I bring up your TikTok. <laughs> I want to hear you about gotta, this. You got to talk about it. it. Yeah, yeah. I was raving about it. Yes. Oh, so um, but you are making yourself like a very accessible CMO and you're offering advice to younger generations that I know you said um, you wish that you would have had something like that and those resources. So um, tell us a little bit about that. I think everyone has so much. Everyone. I don't have that much to share. Everyone has something to share. You have these platforms. Why not try? I Okay, so I started TikTok because I noticed in 2019 it was taking my attention full stop. Right. And so you know as a marketer when that's happening, oh, shoot, we're going to have to figure this out. And I didn't want to be the boss that was like, mm, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. Like I wanted to really understand how it worked uh, so that if I did have feedback, they would be like, all right, she gets it. Um, <laughs> so that was one half of my brain. The other half of the brain is we were building the brand. And I didn't know we were hiring. 
I didn't know a bunch of entry level. I didn't I didn't have like a group of people to whom I could be like, oh yeah, they'll they'll be great for this role. They'd be great for that role. And it made me really think about how did I find out about the beauty industry? And when I was in college, I met one person who worked at Estee Lauder and she I was like, that's a you can do that? That's a career path? I'm from Missouri. Like I didn't grow up in one in New York or LA where all the beauty companies were. I didn't know. And had I not met this woman, maybe I wouldn't be here today. And so I thought, oh, interesting. The light bulb went off. If I could learn TikTok, because uh, I know this is going to be important, an important channel for, for Rare Beauty, as well as help and maybe pay it forward, uh, how cool. And I didn't think it would really do anything. Um, and then lo and behold, I, I got to build a pretty fun, sweet community of, of early career professionals who wanted to learn more and I get a lot of great questions and it's so fun. I love going on live and just, I'd rather go on live than do videos because sometimes video is hard. So now I understand what it's like to be a content creator. It's yes. very difficult and it takes a lot of time, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, and, but I like going on live and just answering questions because people have questions and there's like, oftentimes there's no one to ask. Right. You might be the only CMO I know that has a TikTok. Like a successful one. Yes. <laughs> and successful. No, there's got to be. There's others. I, yeah. But like to be so passionate, I mean, you went beyond the curiosity thing. Like you went to creating content and everything. And I mean, that's great. What what better way to learn about this world than getting into it? TikTok's a pretty special place. Right. Especially like for beauty. It. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, I, and I remember, so so when I first started and I started meeting, I haven't done this in a while but I was meeting people one-on-one because -on -one then I realized a lot of their questions were long and like they, the answers were longer than just what I could write in a comment. So I said, okay, cool, let's do a Zoom. And so I did maybe almost 100 one-on-one -on -one Zooms with people and we were all home. I don't have much of a life anyway, let's be real, but we were all home <laughs> um, for COVID. So like I had time. And, uh, but I got to know a lot of people and it was really interesting. And I would always ask like, what, what are you excited about right now? What are you inspired by? And I remember one woman said, um, I'm just really excited about TikTok. And I was like, really? And this was a couple years ago. And she said, yeah, because I would never have met, and not just about me. She's like, I, I, I would never have met you. I would never have met, she, her algorithm, the way she had curated her algorithm when that was all, she was still in school, was all like career driven or healthy habits. Or She's like, it was, it's all helping me right now. And I thought, huh, that's really interesting. It's pretty, pretty different. You know, and I think it's not, it wasn't, what at the time, certainly, the way people were sort of rolling their eyes and saying, oh, it's just a dancing app. Like when I told people I'm on TikTok, they're like, oh, do you dance? I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you seen? No, <laughs> yeah. we're not dancing. Because it used to be like musically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what I would like anytime I, I'd, yeah, music. anytime I'd babysit, oh, yeah. the kids would be like, let's do this like crazy filter and do a musically dance so I can post it on my thing. And I'm like, I, I'll, I'll film it for you. Yes, <laughs> you guys, you guys could do it. it. It was all like, you know, for... I guess like Gen Alpha, yeah. like it was definitely like a thing that parents said, you're not allowed to be on Instagram, yeah. but like I'll let you be on Musical.ly. So I think it was like, it took a second for brands to, just anyone in yeah, general, but also brands, brands, figure that out. brands yeah. to be like, this is a legitimate like place where I can, I should be spending my time. So right. it's so interesting yeah. to see how it's like kind of a blueprint. Yeah. there were, And there were at the time, like, and there are still, I mean, obviously there are still, but there were a ton of career advice like there's just you could any subculture you're looking for you can find it on tiktok yeah career advice cooking cleaning i don't know whatever i look people. up i look up filmmaking yeah. tips on there because it's crazy like you could just pick up on there yeah, yeah. and and all the stats about like how gen z uses it 
like as Google. Totally. I'm like, I don't know how safe that is, depending <laughs> on the topic. <laughs> they have, right. But yeah. right. it is, it is interesting. That but I had a pro- so woman on my team resigned, unfortunately. And she goes, she told me, she, she's like, well, I used your TikToks to prepare for my interview. <laughs> Oh, no. I was like, come on. Are you kidding? No, you did too good of a job. But, but I'm happy for her. And yeah. all for people growing their career, however and wherever they want to do it. Uh, so we're still in touch. We're, and we're still, we still oh, are friends. That's great. That's very funny that but she told she you that. <laughs> used it. Wow. That's yeah. so funny. Well, you just said something, and I think this might be a, a good note to end on, but you were asking people, you know, what inspires you, what excites you? What is inspiring you these days and exciting you? Are you going to cry? Prepared for no, that. I'm very, I'm always inspired by our community and they definitely excite me. I'm excited by the community and like, but what is inspiring me these days? Is it a TV show, a podcast, something like a walk in the park, you know, like anything that kind of gets your like creative juices well, or my, good feelings? I love, yeah, I do. I do love a walk. Mm-hmm. My poor team, I'll do walks every morning and then that's when the creative juices starts flowing and I start sh- Sending the team's messages at 7 a.m. I think people get mad a little, but they know they don't have to reply. Um, I'm always inspired by art. So I go I, I go to museums all the time. That's my, fav- that's my personal favorite thing oh, to do is go to museums. And so I was really inspired when we went to Super Blue in Miami. Mm-hmm. And we saw this James Terrell exhibit that was this immersive. He's a light, an artist that works with light. It was this immersive light exhibit where the colors changed. And my colleague and I, Ashley, were standing there and I was like, these are like rare beauty blushes. Yeah. What can we do that's like a rare beauty blush that sort of immerse, immerses you in, in color? Yeah. Anyway, I so yeah, I, I, I look to art a lot. Yeah, you got to check out Winwood here then yes. in Miami. Yes. It's, it's like, it's so cool. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I think that's a good note to end on. You are so entertaining and hilarious, Thanks. and this was so much Thanks. fun. Thanks. Yeah. This was literally so fun. easiest interview ever. Easiest. We were on on stage earlier, and it was oh, just the yes. best. Emmy yes. hyped you up, and honestly, you were the full, oh, the thanks. real deal. So thank you, and thanks, thank you, you Emmy. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I feel like eight times in a row. I'm like, yeah. you're not sick of me yet. No, I love it. you're killing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.